And hello, everybody, and this is Rich Sports Talk, broadcasting on Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Spreaker, and, of course, available for download on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for joining us here today. And of course, follow us on Twitter at Rich Sports Talk and RichSportsTalk at gmail.com for all of your questions. And you guys know I love the NFL Draft. We had our interview with Joe and TJ Linta this past week. And we're going to be following them throughout this draft process. Uh, I know they're trying out with the Jets and Giants this week. So it's only fitting I did my Jets and Giants mock draft this week. A full seven-round picks. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying, like my first full first-round draft, there's not going to be any trades in these ones. Although the Giants will have one, but it doesn't necessarily affect them moving up and down with the picks. But I will get into that in the Giants podcast. Now... I know that a lot of people were were a little critical of my first mock draft because they didn't have any movement in that first whole round. But I said, look, this is a mock draft I'm doing as if as is. The next one, I'm doing trades I think will happen, moving up for quarterbacks, moving back in the draft to gain more capital. So I promise you, promise you that that will be different in the second one. But I promise you I will get to that. But today I'm doing the New York Jets. Now they have six picks in this upcoming draft after trades. And one thing I wanted to say is, of course, today I found out the news that the Browns are looking to trade Duke Johnson. I think the Jets should trade one of their late-round picks for him because I think he'd be a great addition. Having Le'Veon Bell and Duke Johnson as running backs and both of them combined getting 30 to 35 touches will help Sam Darnold. And more importantly, I think it will help Le'Veon Bell ease back and take a lot of the wear and tear off his body. I mean, we're talking about a guy that didn't play last year and who had over 300 touches with the Steelers in his career per year. So I would try to ease him back in a little bit, give Duke Johnson a role where he can expand. And you can move those guys around. They're very good receivers. They can be good slot guys. They're not just strictly running backs. But today I wanted to get into the mock draft for the New York Jets. I have them staying at three in this mock draft. And one of the big reasons why is, unfortunately for the Jets, I don't think there's a good team to trade up because I I think the the one team is the Giants, but I've said this before. I'm not sure if they want to trade with the Giants and potentially give them a franchise quarterback, even though they would get the 6 and 17 picks, which would be good. The problem is, I'm looking at the teams that might want a quarterback. The problem is they're really back and close to the 10s and the mid-teens. And even the Jets get a couple second-round picks or a second-round pick to move all the way up to three it to me it just seems like they would have to get a great haul not only this year but next year as well I mean we've we know Mike McCagna says he's interested in trading down and we've seen from his history he likes to trade down especially in the third day you see the Jets really do a lot uh, moving like from the fourth round to the fifth and sixth round trying to accumulate those five sixth and seventh round picks I wouldn't be surprised the Jets do that especially with their 30th pick from the Saints they got for Teddy Bridgewater I would not be shy if they tried to turn that into a four and a later seventh or sixth round pick but regardless, I'm going to do this the way I it is planned right now. The Jets don't move at all. And we've seen this before with Mike McCagnin that they've stayed put. And this one will defy a little bit of conventional wisdom for their first pick, where I have them picking Josh Allen, the outside linebacker and edge rusher out of Kentucky. Now, I love this kid. Personally, I would be ecstatic if he is there. Now, I have Nick Bosa going number two in my mock draft. Uh... I know the Jets want to explore moving back, but really there's three blue-chip prospects on defense that are really game-changers. That would be Allen Williams from Alabama and, of course, Bosa from Ohio State. He Bosa's off the board. And while I see a lot of my drafts going with Quinn and Williams, and I do appreciate how good he is, and he might at the moment be a better all-around prospect, the thing is the Jets already have a lot invested in their defensive line. They already have Leonard Williams. 
Now, I'm not sure if they're really committed to him for the long term, but they also just put in $25 million to Henry, Henry Anderson as a defensive end. And the one thing this team has lacked for years, and it's been a glaring hole, is they never had a great pass rush. And Williams is a dominant force in the middle. He can disrupt plays, and he could be a good interior pass rusher, but they never had a good edge rusher. And especially sticking with the 3-4 defense, they need a guy, and this guy, Josh Allen, I loved watching him play at Kentucky, and I kept saying all last season, I'm like, this kid's going to be a top-five pick. The speed he has, but more importantly, the motor, his ability to drop back in coverage, he is a game-breaker, and in this defense with Greg Williams, I could easily see him being a double-digit sack guy. I mean, he is an explosive difference-maker, and it works too perfectly. He's a New Jersey native. It'd be great for publicity as well. And you look, last year finished second in the FBS in both sacks with 17 and forced fumbles. This guy is a game breaker. He can do it all. He can cover. He can rush the passer. He creates turnovers. And he's got a freakish athletic ability. He can get to the edge. And the Jets for years have been looking for an edge rusher. And let's be honest, they really haven't had a great pass rusher. Sure, they've had Muhammad Wilkerson get double-digit sacks as a defensive end. But they've never really had a game-changing pass rusher really since... In my opinion, John Abraham. And man, for Jet fans, that, that's been a while. So for me, it's an easy pick. And I understand Quinny Williams might be a slightly better prospect. But for what the Jets need, an athletic outside linebacker. And don't forget, they didn't get Anthony Barr in free agency. He fits the need here. He is a great athlete, can drop back in coverage, can rush the passion. Look, you're going against Tom Brady. You're going against Josh Allen in this division. You need a guy that can get to the quarterback. The three most important things in football having the quarterback, protecting the quarterback, and getting to the quarterback. The Jets have done two of the three this offseason. Uh, they've already gotten the quarterback with Sam Darnold. They've improved the offensive line via trade, and I think they'll do that through the draft. But now it's time to get their quarterback, get the other team's quarterback, and Josh Allen is perfect at that. Round three, pick four, I have them getting Ellington Jenkins, the center from Mississippi State. It's no secret the Jets have had a gaping hole since Nick Mangold retired. Now, I think Nick Mangold is a guy who should be considered for the Hall of Fame as center. He was a dominant force. He was great in this league for years. But this is a position that they've addressed the offensive line, especially guard position, but they need to protect Sam Darnold. And Jenkins could be a uh, play day one starter from day one. Great anchor on the inside. And while he doesn't have the best lateral agility, he has great size and a good skill set that translate well to the center position. And look, they've struggled since Nick Mangold retired. And I said that, but this is a potential day one star in the third round. And one benefit to drafting a center and rookie and playing him right away, they also have two guards that have experience. They traded for Osamel from the Raiders, who's a Pro Bowl caliber guard. They have Brian Winters, who's another good guard beside him. So I think that's a good situation to have two experienced guards take some of the pressure off Jenkins on the inside. So once again, you look at the Jets, they address the left guard position, they address the center. So now, even though their tackles might not be in a great position, there really wasn't a lot to improve upon. You look right now, they have a solid anchor in the middle three. And you look at even the Colts last year, the Colts spent a lot on their interior line. It's not just about the tackles. Interior line is in crucial importance. And you saw how the Colts addressed their center and guard positions. You look at the difference their offensive line had this year. So I think the Jets are going to do the same thing. They're trying to follow that Colts formula, build from within, guard-center combination. I think Jenkins fits perfectly there. Now, I already said this earlier, the Teddy Bridgewater trade, which is round 
three, pick 30, I could see them train back to try to get an extra fourth, a couple fifths in here, but I have them going offensive line. I know what I said. What did I say earlier? Quarterback, protect the quarterback, get the quarterback. And look, Titus Howard, offensive tackle from Alabama State, I really like him. And I know McCagnan is not known for drafting offensive linemen, but one thing we have seen, he is not afraid of the small school prospects. And in fact, that's where he really makes his bread and butter. I mean, you look last year, Nate Shepard in the third round from Canada. I mean, this is a, a general manager. He's not afraid to go to the small school prospects. And you look, Howard is one of these guys. Well, he may not be a great left tackle prospect. He's a good right tackle prospect, good bully in the trenches. And if you look at the right tackle position, it's a little bit open right now. I think you could look at this kid as a potential uh right tackle down the road he's a little bit raw probably won't start next year but look he's got a lot of upside you look at the size and the physicality he brings this could be a good value pick because not only does it provide depth at the tackle position but this could be a good long-term answer at right tackle now if you get at Jenkins at center that addresses your center position you've addressed your guard position now you address the right tackle position potentially and look, I think the Jets that you want to get a good right tackle, especially with the good running backs you have. You want to open up that running game, and I think that this could be an underrated pick, and I really liked Howard. I watched his tape. Struggles a little bit in pass protection, but I do like his physicality in the run game, and I think that would be a good thing for the Jets, who, let's face it, they've invested in Le'Veon Bell. They want to run the football next year. So I think that's a good pick. Round four, pick three. I have them going with Juwan Williams, the cornerback out of Vanderbilt. I don't think this is a surprise. The Jets need corners, and Mike McCagnan, he's drafted a lot of corners. He understands the value of corners, and, you know, even with the healthy Tremaine Johnson and Brian Poole, they still need a lot of depth. I've heard a lot that they might be bringing Maurice Claiborne back, which I don't think would be a bad idea because he has not gone for agency now. Williams, his stock was hurt, a poor showing at the Combine, 4-6-4-40. However, he's a tall and physical corner on the outside. And he's a physical press man cover, which is what Greg Williams wants in his scheme. And this is a player, one of these players I think Williams can coach up as a cornerback. I mean, this is a kid who had four interceptions as a junior. He's a good project, and he has upside to be a number two corner with his size. Now, and I've one of these people, I don't fall into the trap of the 40. I think it can help your stock, but even if you're a 4'6 corner, if you're a tall press corner, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're a slow corner now. It could also mean a lot of things with the combine. Some guys don't run really well. But overall, I think this is a good prospect. Nice, big, tall corner. The kind of guy you want to look for a project on the outside. And once again, I think this is if this is a kid who, if he ran a 4-5, would probably be a late second round or early third round. And you always want to look for value. And I think they could get good value right here. Now, they don't have a fifth pick, but they do get a sixth pick from the Raiders trade. And in this one, I have Will Harris, the safety from Boston College. And look, I think that this is a good pick right here because they need depth at safety, and Harris is a good backup and a good special teamer. Don't forget, Marcus May only played in six games last year, so the Jets need to find a solid backup that can play free safety, can play strong safety, and can really be in the third safety rotation and those sub packages on the field. Uh, you look, I really liked Harris. He was versatile. He can play in the sub packages. And, you know, this is something I think Jamal Adams would like to, having another guy in that backfield smart kid can play all the different positions and look he can play special teams I think this is good across the board brings in some good backup and the Jets I think right now they are secondary they have some good starters but they really could address the depth and I like Harris I loved his tenacity good nose for the ball 
always hustling on the field, good motor, and to me, he's one of those guys, he's not exactly, he might not be a star player, but he's a good glue guy, a good guy to build your program around, especially in the second depth and the third depth, so I really like this kid coming out of Boston College, I think that will be a good pick late, get some depth, and look, the Jets, they've shown interest, a lot of these prospects, people saying, do the Jets have interest, I've done my research, they've either had private workouts, pro days, or the Jets have visited, so I'm always looking for prospects that they're showing interest in. And finally, Malik Carney, the edge from North Carolina in the round seven pick three. You can never have enough pass rush. I mean, you can never have enough. And Carney could be a nice spot pass rush for the Jets. Look, Jordan Jenkins is going to be their starting outside linebacker next year. But they could add another rotational piece with Carney. You know, this will allow them to give Greg Williams a little bit of flexibility. And they truly don't have a lot of edge rushers. That was a problem that they had last year. There's a lot of speculation to look to move Darren Lee, who was another guy that could have maybe filled out the outside. But here's another big reason why you can draft Carney here. It's Jordan Jenkins. And people say, well, why? He's an unrestricted free agent in 2020. He's going to be 26 year old. Now, if he has a big year in this Greg Williams defense, let's say he gets double digit sacks or nine sacks. He had eight last year. He could be a big free agent. I mean, we've seen pass rushers who are like, oh, they're decent pass rushers get big paydays. And at the prime age of 26, we've seen it before. You only need one team to overpay you. And I think if Jenkins gets to free agency, the Jets are going to have to do one of two things. They're going to have to put a franchise tag and pay him to be one of the top outside linebackers on the annual salary, which I don't think they will want to do. Or they let him go to free agency and another team will go after him again. So really, this is just a nice backup plan for next year. If they can't get Jenkins under contract, I mean, if I was the Jets, I'd try to lock him up now, although I think Jenkins will try to test free agency. And you look, this is a pass rusher. He averaged .81 sacks per game. That's pretty good. Now, his value did drop because he was suspended for four games for selling signed shoes. But this is a kid who could get good value. I think he could have been a fourth, fifth round pick. And I know there's a lot of different things you can do, but to me, selling shoes in college, autograph shoes, to me, it's not the biggest offense because I, you know, as a student athlete, I understand where these kids are coming from. They might not have the money to get food on the weekend, so I, I can get why this. And is this a, is this a, you know, is this a thing that really is the end of the world for a prospect? No, this isn't. A drug issue this isn't an injury issue and to me it's just a little bit of a red flag but compared to a lot of other red flags look at it's not that big of a deal but to me this is a good solid pick good value and more importantly it gives them a good backup plan and a good sub rusher so that's going to do it for my jets mock draft those are my picks you know once again you look at what i did getting to the quarterback and protecting the quarterback i mean they're the jets are limited in picks but two of the picks went to offensive linemen Two went to edge rushers, one went to address the safety depth, and one went to address the corner depth. Now, I think the Jets will see a lot of priority free agents, uh, especially for wide receiver. I think you'll see them maybe try to get a tight end. But once again, they could also trade back to get more mid picks to get maybe a tight end in there. And of course, I said that they could maybe use one of these picks to get Duke Johnson, who the Brown was requested a trade from the Browns and who the Browns may be trying to deal before the draft. But that's going to do it for this episode of Rich Sports Talk. Thank you so much for joining us here on the program today. Make sure to like, subscribe so you don't miss our next Jets mock draft, which is coming just around the corner. Might have a few trades in there. Who could be moving up? Who could the Jets be having more interest in the process? 
Gonna have to stay here to find out. But until next time, I'm your host, Nolan Rich, and this is Rich Sports Talk.